Coming up on Let's Get to the Points. And this is part two continuing about your stay at Park Hyatt Vienna. We just walked right in and everybody on the line was like, what are you doing? We had a Park Hyatt reservation. <laughs> 600,000 Hyatt points, four hotels. What is your favorite Park Hyatt to date? My favorite Park Hyatt. And later. Really wanting to check it out. Do you guys think it's worth it even if for one night? And remember, I've said about this property before, they can take all my points. I know it's kind of a lot of points, but you can get nail clippers, <laughs> a cup of noodles, the slippers. You know my mom asked for all that stuff. You know how many nail clippers my family has? Now, let's get to the points. From passion for points, it's Serena. From Travel Sergeant, it's Miguel. From Nicole's Travel Tips, it's Nicole. And from Seat to a Suite, it's Mitch Shannon. Hi there, and thank you for joining us on Let's Get to the Points audio and video podcast, where we bring you the very best in tips and tricks in the world of miles, points, and travel. I'm Mitch Shannon, and I am joined by my co-hosts, who are my best points and miles friends and experts that you're going to find anywhere in everything that has to do with points, miles, and travel. First up, from Passion for Points, it's Serena. Hi, everyone. From the Travel Sergeant, it's Miguel. Hey, what's up? And from Nicole's Travel Tips, it's Nicole. Hi, everyone. Please help us by clicking that subscribe button right now to our YouTube channel, Spotify, and Apple Podcast, or wherever you watch or listen. Also, give us a like and leave us a comment below and let us know what you think about our show. Now it's time to do it. Let's get to the points. I think we did this last week, but let's do it again. We're going to welcome everyone to 2024. Here it is. Brand new year. Third week of January. Crazy. It feels like this month is almost over. Can you believe it? <laughs> it's going oh, by there. fast. Yeah, Super it quick. is. So many things to do that are already around this year. So many good things coming up. Or maybe we need to talk about our resolutions for this year. Maybe we'll do that a little later. But first off, we're going to pick up where we left off last week with Serena. And this is part two continuing about your stay at Park Hyatt Vienna. Now, Miguel had hinted that you were going to give him a couple of days to get their you know what together. So we want to know. <laughs> Just say it, bitch. Say it. <laughs> get their together. That's right. And I changed it to the little cuckoo clock now. Did you guys like that? The little new sound effect when we curse. So well, when my, my kids watched it, they thought it was funny. Okay, good. Very good. All they right, also so... thought the pointing was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, Mommy, you look terrible with makeup on. <gasps> oh, my. Wow. Taking that allowance away, I see. <laughs> No more sweet upgrades for them. That's right. <laughs> Back to the Riyadh. That's right. Back to the Riyadh. So let's get into it. Let's, did they get their together? That's what we want to know. Part two. Yes. So, okay. I am back home now. I stayed four nights there. And when we last recorded, I had stayed two nights. So let's talk about the pros with Park Hyatt Vienna. I paid 25,000 points per night. This was pre-devaluation pricing. Right now it's a category seven. You can spend 25 to 35,000 points per night at this property or use a category seven free night certificate here. The things I really loved, it's a beautiful building. Used to be a former bank. The suites are spacious. We loved how much space that we had. We had a park suite. I used a suite upgrade award and it was connecting with my parents' room. They were upgraded to a King Deluxe room. We had a lot of space for the six of us. We really enjoyed it. The breakfast, it is wonderful. You get to have the full buffet. In addition, unlimited mimosas and you can select from the menu and you can also choose room service too. Now, we didn't do room service because my family
family cannot resist a buffet. You know, all the fruits, <laughs> all the things you can take for later. So oh. we had to stick with the buffet. <laughs> the pool is in the former bank vault. So that's really cool, too. So, Serena, did your family make it to breakfast on time? Yeah, we did. Sometimes we were a little late. Sometimes we trickle down at different times, but we did. We always made breakfast. Our last night, we couldn't make breakfast because we had a very early morning flight and we had to leave the property at 4 a.m. What they did is they actually put together to-go breakfast bags for us so we could have something on the road and to-go coffees, to-go juice. So that was really nice of them. I really appreciate the concierge team. They are really great. There is this cafe that's within walking distance to the hotel. It's called Cafe Central. It's very popular. There are always lines out the door and around the corner, but the concierge team was able to make a same-day reservation for me and we just walked right in and everybody on the line was like what are you doing we had a park height reservation <laughs> so that is that is like worth all the points if you don't have to wait in line for a cafe that's so popular and you can just walk right in that's really great mm -hmm. by the way that cafe is not worth it it's the food's terrible but the, <laughs> but the it's so popular because you know it's where sigmund freud used to go to with his friends and the architecture inside is very beautiful but the food itself is like not a big deal so i wouldn't wait in line for it is it one of those instagramable places where people just go because of the pictures i think they do yeah but it's it's not good we've had so much better food elsewhere they also treated us to a cake buffet with coffee for my dad's birthday. And that's worth about 20 euros per person, which was really nice of them to do that. Okay, let me talk about the problems that I had with this property. We did not get a welcome amenity. And I was really surprised because everybody else who's been there, I've seen them get one. Ours never showed up. No hat, no teddy bear. <laughs> no hat, no teddy bear. Not a spotty banana, nothing. Oh. Nothing. So the, the representative who took us to our room and showed us around even said, oh, you didn't get your welcome amenity. Let me contact them and have them send it up to you. It never came. So this is one of those properties where I think the left hand doesn't talk to the right hand. So they need to like tighten the ship up a little bit. I did not bother talking to them about it or asking for it because it was just like, I'm going to see if they deliver it. And they never did. So that was disappointing. One time we went to breakfast and we were seated a little bit off to the side and no one came to get our food order or our drink order. I had to go to the hostess and say, hello, I'm Serena. And she says, oh, yes. Hi. I mean, from yes. let's get to the. <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> She's like, oh, hi, yes, what can I do for you? I think she knew us because she knew it was my dad's birthday. And she watches the podcast. <laughs> she subscribes to the channel like you should subscribe right now. <laughs> right. You should subscribe right now. I think when you come in as a globalist, you have two rooms booked. I think everybody knows who you are. And she goes, what can I do for you? And I said, oh, nobody has taken our order yet. She goes, oh, I'm so sorry. And I think I, th I think it's because we're off to the side. Could you seat us elsewhere? And she goes, oh, yeah, sure. There was no other seat to fit six of us. So she said that tomorrow morning, let me know what time you're going to be here. And I'll make sure I have a good table for you. They fixed that, which was really nice. Another thing was a housekeeping, which I talked about last week housekeeping that got resolved the next day they were able to come to my room at the time that i needed and then my mom's key card you know the key card you put in the wall 
and it's supposed to turn on the lights, her lights kept going off, even if the key card was in there. So they kept having this problem. And so the engineer had to come up and look at it. It happened several times. They actually sent out a box of chocolates to say sorry. So that was really nice. They should have given her a sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Or a bigger sweet. Bigger sweet than mine. Yeah. But you know, this turned out to be my mom's favorite hotel in the whole, during the whole trip. She loved how fancy it was. She loved the location. The location is so great. You have all these designer stores, not like we shop there, but she loves being able to walk out and window shop. And there are lots of souvenir stores in the area. It's very central, so we can walk to most sites. So these little hiccups, they're not a big deal. They were able to resolve them. So I'm not gonna ding them too badly. Remember, they have the best water in the world I've ever had in my life, right? (laughs) So I will say that everybody should try this property at least once in their life, especially as a globalist. I think you should give it a try. For us, I think it's a one and done. So you mentioned that um, it's one and done. How was Vienna itself? So Vienna itself is very nice. There's a lot of history there. I will say that it wasn't my family's favorite city. Our favorite city on this trip was Dubai. Vienna is also a one and done for us. And I think it's because we were there four days. We were able to do what we wanted to. I think next time we'll we'll hit up other European cities. There was one activity we really did that we really enjoyed. And it was a VR experience called Cece's Amazing Journey that we really love. We paid a lot of money to see the Spanish horse performance. And that was not worth it at all. It was terrible. I think you really have to enjoy horses to, <laughs> to go there and actually enjoy it. So I would say skip that. I did that too when I went to Vienna. Did you go to that thing? Yeah. What was interesting to me is I'd never seen horses dance any music other than Mexican music. (laughs) They make horses dance to music. And there, like the horses are doing the performance and it's like classical music. So it it just totally threw me off because I'd never seen Mm. horses with that kind of music. So that was interesting. I mean, just by a show of hands, how many of us have seen horses dance? Whether to Mexican music or classic music? (laughs) What? I'll send you guys videos. Please do. Yes, please. I'm guessing the horses dancing to Mexican music might be more fun to watch. <laughs> Absolutely. Because my kids were bored out of their mind. I looked over at my daddy. He fell asleep. Oh. My mom was like, "Why? what are we doing here? <laughs> and we spent so much money on these tickets. I got us front row because I thought animals, we'd be close. My family loves animals, but they were so bored. Yeah, it was the worst experience. All you have to do in Vienna is go to all the different cafes and just eat a lot of food. That's what we enjoyed the most in Vienna. Our favorite thing to eat there was Kaiser Schmarrn. That was really good. It's like a fluffy pancake with powdered sugar on top, and it comes with a side of stewed plum dipping sauce, and it was really good. So the reason why I went to Vienna is they have in the the World Museum, the Welt Museum, they have a Moctezuma, which is the last Aztec emperor or king. His headdress is over there. I don't know how it ended up there, but they have it in the museum. So this is the tattoo that I have. It's upside down. Is there a replica of that in Mexico City? Yes, Mexico City has a replica and the real one is in Vienna. Oh gosh, that's so great to know because I've seen the replica in Mexico City and the guide in the museum was telling us this is a replica. I'm like, why isn't the real thing here? 
I, I didn't understand mm-hmm. that. They don't want to return it because they said it's too fragile and it'll get destroyed on the process. So they don't want to give it back. But yeah, so it's in Vienna. We want to see the real one. Great. So when I went to Vienna, it was just for a day just to go see that. It was a quick trip. It was like a four day trip to Europe. <laughs> As <laughs> you Miguel. usually do. Per <laughs> usual Miguel. for Miguel. Yeah, I think that time, you know, when I went through customs on the way back, they're like, where were you? I was like, I went to a museum in Vienna. <laughs> back to your trip. I have a question. (laughs) You know, this was, how long was this trip? It was two and a half weeks, 18 nights. Two and a half weeks, six people. Mm -hmm. How many points did you spend? Oh gosh, I haven't, I hate that question. (laughs) And I suppose I really And you can't use a calculator. (laughs) I hate that question. I, I, it's, it's over a million for easily. The Hyatt hotels themselves for two rooms everywhere we went was over 600,000 Hyatt points already. I haven't even included flights. But when you're working in four player mode, it's easier to accumulate that many points. Yeah, it's going to be a while before we do a six person trip again. I doubt that. I I feel like I... I smell one coming very soon. <laughs> Not with six people. I keep telling my mom to temper her expectations. You told Shirley that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> We're going Good on luck. a cruise with them in June, but you know, that's a cruise. It doesn't count. It's not a points hotel trip points trip funny enough uh, my my mom said to me as we were boarding united economy in the back right uh, right we were flying united economy back home from washington dallas back to sfo and as we were boarding the the plane my mom said to me why are we sitting back here is it because we ran out of money or points (laughs) (laughs) she was so concerned like and it was the worst flight of their lives okay we were so packed in there like sardines i I feel like it was much less legroom than i usually find in economy there was no seat back entertainment and then we were in the capital one lounge before that my dad goes oh we got a six-hour flight home they'll feed us and i'm like no 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 welcome to America. We are not getting food on this flight. Take everything you can in this Capital One lounge because we have to pay for food on United, okay? Okay, people. Pro tip. I learned this from Serena. Better than the Tupperware when you're traveling, take Ziploc bags. Oh, yeah. Small. You fold them up. You can put a lot of stuff in a Ziploc bag. A lot of breakfast croissants, a lot of hash browns. That's a new travel hack, okay? Ziploc. At Grand Hyatt. Abu Dhabi, I gave Nicole a Ziploc bag as Life changing. And I said, we were going to Ferrari World that day. And I said, Nicole, I know I'm not paying for lunch at Ferrari World. Here's a Ziploc bag. Pack some buns. (laughs) And her buns got confiscated. Oh, no. (laughs) My buns made it through, though. I know how to get my buns through. I will now be traveling all the time with Ziploc bags. So before you went Dulles to San Francisco, you had to get there and you went there on KLM, right? How was that flight? We flew KLM from Vienna to Amsterdam to Washington, Dulles. And by the way, I used Seats.Aero to find our way back home on this KLM flight. So I used the search tab on Seats.Aero where I was just looking for a way to get back to the U.S. from anywhere in Europe. And this flight happened to show up. So I'm thankful to Seats.Aero for finding this flight for us so that we were able to get back home for all six of us. And I did show a demo of how I did this in a previous episode, which we'll link here too. The Vienna to Amsterdam flight was okay. It's European business class. So it's like an economy seat, middle seat is blocked off. 
and it was fine. It was it was a very short flight. Then we went to the KLM Crown Lounge in Amsterdam. That lounge is like not a big deal. All the Horrible. reviews and the photos make it Horrible. sound like it's really nice, but it really isn't. Quick thing, Porat and I went there and it was like the DMV when we went there to get a shower. <laughs> like you go to the little kiosk, right? And you put it in and it says now serving D236 whatever. <laughs> it's the worst lounge ever I've ever been to. Yeah. The only thing that's cool about that lounge is the Delft houses. They've got them all in there, but yeah. that's it. That's yeah, it. Sorry. That's continue. It. No, you're right. That's it. You have to pay to get one of those nap pods. Yeah. At the bar, some of the drinks you have to pay for. It was so crowded, too. So I didn't think it was a big deal at all. And that should be their flagship lounge, right? Because that's like their hub. So yeah, that sounds like it sucks. Yeah, it <laughs> sounds like it sucks. <laughs> OK, so the flight. This was one of their older configurations. We were in business class and it was a 222 and we paid 63000 points per person to fly this back home. I used an Amex transfer bonus, so I paid 50,000 points. And then children under 12, they get 25% off when you're flying KLM or Air France. My dad thought this was the best flight of the entire trip. And I was so shocked. He said it was the best flight because he, he felt like it was so spacious and he really enjoyed the Thai curry dish that he got on board. Was he drinking when you flew Emirates? <laughs> Does he remember that flight? Because <laughs> I know, I don't know. He must have short-term memory, short-term memory loss or something, because he thought this was better than that. I thought it was the worst flight because I was sitting window with my husband next to me, and you know, when you think of two, 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 you think. Oh, bummer. The window people don't get direct aisle access. And I thought it was not a big deal. I can just climb over my husband, right? What I didn't think about was when you're done with your meal, you have to bust your own table and put it on the F-Ace tray. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm used to them cleaning it up for me. <laughs> <laughs> then there was a panel near my feet that was broken. I kept bumping my elbow into this part of the seat. And then in the bathroom, there was this door that wouldn't close shut. And I told the flight attendant and she didn't care. <laughs> but the great thing about this flight is I got six Delft blue houses, oh. all unique. Oh, so I was gonna ask that. I told my mom ahead of time, okay, we're gonna get these little houses. I'm keeping yours. This is the one thing. <laughs> you keep the, the plate, one thing. I'll keep the house. <laughs> right, it's the one thing I wanna keep that's yours, okay? She goes, oh, what is it? I'm like, oh, you don't care about it. You, you don't, don't need it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The plates and cups are better. Yeah. <laughs> she made up for it with all the other stuff. So the kids get their own too? They do. But doesn't it have like gin or something inside? It does. It has gin in it. And they still offer it to the children. So my eight-year-old, she yeah. wants hers to keep in her room. And I'm like, I don't think so. They're mine. I, I booked this trip. So I'm not too excited to fly KLM again. Maybe if it was one of the new configuration businesses class seats it wasn't exciting for me but my dad loved it so it's really goes to show that you know different perspectives you know what one person might like someone else might hate i flew klm from ord to amsterdam when we went in the summer and me it was our what 
second trip to Europe and I was like, I wasn't impressed at all. I mean, granted it was coach, but still when we flew Delta, I was like, wow, this is really nice. But the KLM, I mean, I remember looking up at the vents and seeing like the dirt and I was like, oh, oh no, mm -mm. <laughs> that's not good. But the points value was great. It was yeah. 17,000 yeah. points from the US to Amsterdam. You can't beat that. We flew there 787, the Dreamliner, uh, I want to say four or five years ago. And yeah, it wasn't anything exciting. The only thing I think to get excited about KLM is the Delft houses. That's it. Everything else is kind of like, yeah, you know, so I would agree with you. I have six houses now. I, I'm okay <laughs> not to, flying them again, unless it was my only way to get to Europe. It's like extreme couponer. You know, you're going for all the Delft houses, right? You're <laughs> right. going to clear the shelf. <laughs> right, right. Here's the question I've got for you. So Nicole and I, we've kind of had this conversation. So one of the things about us that are into points and miles, and this kind of goes for Miguel, Nicole, myself, one of the cool things is we love having those, you know, when we book trips like this, those family memories and those family moments. And that's kind of why we do this, right? To kind of like wow our family and kind of have an enjoyable experience as we go along. So you did all this work for your family, Serena, all six of you. So I'm curious, out of this whole trip for you, what was kind of the payoff for you? What was that moment that you were like, I'm so glad I booked this trip, you know, for all of us to have. What was that moment? That's a great question. Let me, let me flip the question. Since you're thinking deeply about that, how many deeply. moments were you like, F this, I'm never traveling with y'all again. I'm sure there were more of those. I will say it's half, half. I was trying to be optimistic. That's why I asked the question, because I know what the other end of that question is, Nicole. I mean, she's traveling with kids and moms. So. Right, right, right. I will say that when we first started this trip, and we were in Marrakesh, they were driving me insane because they hated the Riyadh so much. I was getting so pissed off. I canceled that activity and I booked one for just the four of us without my parents. And my parents got upset because I left them out. And then I felt bad. I'm like, okay, let me check to see if they have room for you too. But I think that taught them, like, shut your mouth, just right. go with the flow. <laughs> exactly. You know, do what I planned. And the rest went smooth. <laughs> when you say shut your mouth, I imagine your dad talking to your mom, be like, you need to calm down. <laughs> She's going to leave us here. No, no, it was actually my mom telling my dad. <gasps> yeah, my mom was telling my dad, see, you should have said nothing. Now we can't go on the camels. Now we can't do the camel ride. And I'm like, oh, God, they want to ride the camels. Okay, let oh, me see God. if there's room for you, too. So after the first night, they were they were better about it and just couldn't wait to get to Hyatt. So I know I slammed the Riyadh, but we had a fantastic time in Marrakesh. We had the best food. One of our favorite activities throughout the entire trip was going on this food tour in Marrakesh where we got to taste 16 different samples of food and have a sit down three course meal. And that was the most fun because we ate really, really well. I might have said a lot of bad things about Marrakesh, but I meant just being at this Riyadh in the wintertime when it's cold. I'm sure it's fine during the summertime. But Mitch, you know, I had my daughter interview me at the end of this trip and ask me questions about this trip. So I asked everybody, what's your favorite flight? What's your favorite activity? Your favorite hotel? Just so I can get a summary of what everybody thought. And I asked my daughter to ask me the same questions. And for me, it was really sharing this experience with all of them. A single activity, like that doesn't matter to me. Like riding camels, I've done it before and doing it here was like not a big deal. But for them, they loved it. And I just love 
seeing them and enjoying something like that. Like the camels in Dubai were like everything to them. Everyone loved that. And I just loved seeing that they loved it. That was memorable for me. And the fact that we saved a ton of money by using points and miles too. <laughs> Can't beat that. Yeah, you know, I think the fun of it is I do not tell them ahead of time what to expect. Like before we boarded the Emirates A380, I didn't tell them that there was a bar in the back. I didn't tell them what their seat was going to be like. So I wanted it to be a surprise. And they had no idea what to expect. And my daughters, they they saw like all the all the drinks on, on their seat. You know, the water, the sodas. The mini bar. They're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we get our own drinks here. That was like the biggest thing for them. And my little one, she got like a child meal on Air France and on Emirates and they came with full-size candy bars so she loved it so Emirates gave her a full-size Snickers along with their child meal what kid would not like that <laughs> and right. what I love is Emirates anticipated needs so that Emirates flight was my favorite because they anticipated needs I didn't have to pre-order a child meal they knew she was eight so they knew that they should have a child's meal on board but with Air France with KLM you have to pre-order it ahead of time I wasn't able to check in online for the KLM flight. And so when we got onto KLM, they didn't have a child's meal for her. So she wasn't a fan of all the food that she ordered. 600,000 Hyatt points, four hotels. What is your favorite Park Hyatt to date? Okay, I've thought about this. My favorite Park Hyatt will remain Park Hyatt Kyoto. And I will say that because, you know, I've said this before, service really matters to me. All the service issues that I had at Vienna would have never happened at Kyoto. And I never experienced any service issues when I was at Park Hyatt Kyoto. So that will remain my favorite. Adding it to the list, the very long list. That's one that I would go back to. For sure. So Serena, you had a great trip. Thank you for sharing that with us. I love your insight about Park Hyatt and I would actually agree with you. Park Hyatt Kyoto is probably my favorite location as well. So before we move on, something really cool that we want to talk about really quick is Serena, myself, and our friend Ben from Ben's Big Deal. We are going to be getting together in Southern California for a meetup in February and we are very, very excited about this. Serena, you're coming on down, right? I am. I booked my flight today. So this is going to be on Saturday, February 10th. The location will be determined soon and we'll let you know where it is. We've had many requests to have a Southern California meetup. And so here it is. February 10th. <laughs> Surprise. So, you know, drop us a comment or, you know, watch our Instagram profiles. We'll have more details for you there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Promise you that. All right. Now it's time to move on to our weekly recap. It's now time for our weekly recap where we share our tips and insider lessons with you from the stuff that we recently booked. So we're going to start with Miguel. And this is the week of part twos from last week, I feel like, because last week we talked with you and you had booked this fantastic deal for the Bahamas and you were looking for some advice about which hotel you would stay at. But it seems there was a change of heart to where you want to add your additional family members now, right? Yeah, so I was asking you guys last week about which hotel I should book between the Atlantis or Bahamar. I kind of felt guilty about not taking the girls because my girls, they love a good water park. And if that's one of the most iconic water parks ever, like why would I not take them? So I had to rebook my, my trip. And because I don't have enough points for all of us to do the JetBlue Mint. Uh, so what we're doing instead is we're going to fly back all of us on JetBlue Mint, but we're all now flying there in economy. So I booked this on uh, United Airlines using my 
Amex Business Platinum travel credit for the United. That helped me cover about half of the flights uh, to get there. And uh, we'll be staying at the Bahamar. I was able to attach one of my Guest of Honor awards that I earned last year because I won't be a globalist this year. But I was able to attach one of those awards to my reservation. And I get, you know, free breakfast for two adults and two kids. So it just makes sense. We're taking my the two little ones. But then I had to change the dates because there wasn't enough availability. But that's where Seats.Aero came into play because they now have support for JetBlue. Just use the Explore feature, JetBlue, and when they had those 34,000 point JetBlue mint flights from LAX to the Bahamas, and I found a different date that worked, and I guess we'll make it happen this summer. You're going to absolutely sounds, love it. Yeah, that sounds so great. Did you consult with Liz first to see if she was okay bringing the kids, or how was the decision? Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. She, she's, uh, she prefers if the kids come, so it was me that wanted a romantic getaway. <laughs> <laughs> are you sad you're giving up mint no i mean i'm only giving it up half the way like i'm, I'm still gonna experience it so i'm fine with that i'm sure liz is excited more packing cubes for her <laughs> <laughs> but just like how you were talking about when you see your family members enjoying these little things like i think that alone is gonna make make it up for me you know when i see my girls in the water park enjoying the pool walking with the flamingos and maybe swimming with the pigs i don't know because it sounded a bit expensive <laughs> you know i think that's when i'll be worth it you know the trade-off of not getting there in JetBlue mint as well so uh, we'll be fine i think you have to swim with the pigs now <laughs> i think if serena swam with the pigs it's expensive so fun fact i actually don't know how to swim um, oh that's oh. right so I, I don't think you know it goes that deep right i mean i don't think you're actually swimming right it's not very deep and you can choose how far you want to go out too so one thing about the water in the Bahamas, I, you're going in the summer, which is usually hot, but the water is so refreshingly cool. I don't know what the reason is, what the weather is, but the water in the Bahamas is always just like straight out of the refrigerator. It'll be hot and you can cool off in the water. You guys are going to have a, a blast. Trust me. And yeah. I am planning on, on booking the um, the Choice Hotels for 10,000 points, access to the, what is it called, Aqua Venture Park in Atlantis. The good thing, see, I, I stayed at Choice, you know, in December when we met up. And from that stay alone in a promotion, I have about 8,000 points already. So it's going to be like such a great return on investment on being able to access Atlantis for that trip. So after speaking with you guys last week, I thought about staying at Bahamar and then using the complimentary stay to get access to the water park because you're paying, what, $60 a day, which is considerably less than you'd pay to get tickets there. So, you know, Southwest does fly there. So just have to find the right weekend to go. Maybe we can meet up there, Nicole. Maybe. You probably have something booked for that week already. <laughs> yeah. You probably do. And if not, you will book it soon. All right, Miguel, we'll talk offline. You give me your dates. So you used your chase points to book the Bahia Bahamar, right? So how many yep. chase points do you have left? Because I know that was also an issue for you too last week as well. I'm kind of also in the negative. <laughs> negative PTO, negative <laughs> chase points. Yeah, I did a points advance reservation. I have some points in my wife's account, so I just need to transfer those over to, to pay for that. But I didn't have enough points for all my hotel stays in Japan. So we're taking a trip in March to Japan and I didn't have enough points for our hotel stays. I spent most of them on our flights to get there and to get back. I was able to finally book mostly Hyatt hotels. I think 2024 is a year of comeback. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. You might be globalist for next don't year. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> I see how valuable it is. And I think I'm going to try to earn globalist this year. I think Hyatt gave me a free pass this year because 
I had those five guest of honor awards that I can use on myself this year, but I really am going to try during Globalist. So I booked our hotels for Japan. I didn't want to book two rooms because that's double the cost. So I ended up booking the only hotels that could fit five people. So we're doing four nights at the Hyatt Place Kyoto. And then we're doing four nights at the Hyatt Regency Tokyo Bay because we will be going to Disneyland anyway. Both of those properties have rooms that fit five people. The Hyatt Place Kyoto I did with points. That was 39,000 points for four nights, I believe. And then the Hyatt Regency Tokyo Bay, I actually did a cash stay with that. They had a promotion where it's like get the third night free or the fourth night free, something like that. So they had a pretty good rate at maybe about $160 a night. And then I'm doing the guest of honor on both of those. So I should have free breakfast. I hope so. But after hearing both of you talk about the Park Hyatt Kyoto, I'm like really wanting to check it out, even if it's for a night. Do you guys think it's worth it, even if for one night? Because I would have to get two rooms. I think you need to try it since you're there. Serena, you need to do the emojis. Give it the thumbs up or the heart or something. You need give it something. There you go. Absolutely. You definitely need to try it since you're going to be there. You might as well. Yeah, so I would say, Miguel, like, I know it's kind of a lot of points to book at the Park Hyatt Kyoto, but you can get some stuff back on your return and your investment with, like, all the freebies that you get there, like the nail clippers, <laughs> the cup of noodles, the slippers. You know my mom asked for all that stuff. You know how many nail clippers oh. my family has? Mathematically speaking, how many points is a nail clipper worth? Like, 6,500? Like, can I get a night stay oh. for a nail clipper? But these are, like, the nicest nail clippers I've ever seen in my life life and i'm not making i'm not exaggerating about that it was so bad we had to get like an extra bag to take all the stuff back from the hotel that's all i'm gonna say because there was a lot of freebies there so yeah i mean it's the park Hyatt kyoto i'll be very honest with you the breakfast there yeah it was okay but everything else about that property hands down best points investment i would call it that you could make there yeah i agree yeah. I, and i agree with the breakfast too it's just okay don't expect much of the breakfast yeah. but everything else is fantastic and remember i've said about this property before they can take all my points so i feel like if i did one night there i wouldn't explore the city that day. i would stay in the, the room yes the entire exactly day. <laughs> that's what you do maybe that's how i can break up my trip and, just, and, and know, circle all the it. things you want housekeeping to bring to you <laughs> all of the above cup of noodles unlimited <laughs> that's right Right. There's your lunch and dinner. <laughs> Miguel, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for your stay because, you know, Japan is on our list and maybe in 2024 we'll make it there. And also, didn't they make a change with the Hyatt Place Kyoto breakfast? They did, right? I think the change was that only globalists get free breakfast at Hyatt Place. So normally at a Hyatt Place, especially in the U.S., everyone, no matter what their status, would get free breakfast. But at the Hyatt Place in Kyoto, and also even when I stayed in London, the Hyatt Place is there. They don't offer free breakfast to everyone. You have to be a globalist to be able to get free breakfast. Good to know. I think when I stayed in London, it was 18 pounds per person. But I hear that the breakfast at the Hyatt Place in Kyoto was really good. Since you have guest of honor, you won't be paying. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to use all my guest of honor bookings on myself by like the next couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> As you should. Yeah, so I'm actually trying to do a status challenge with Hyatt to earn globalists. They have their corporate status challenge link is working again. It was offline recently, but it's back open again. So to do that, your employer, the company you work for has to be, I guess, partner with them. There is no public list that I'm aware of. So you can check. So you would have to enter your work email address. And that's how they verify that you work. So they, they would send an email to your 
work email and then it has a link that where you verify that you have access to that email and that you work for that company you would get automatic explorer status which is really nothing other than maybe 2 p.m late checkout but then if you have if you stay 10 nights within the 90 days within registering you keep explorer status but if you do 20 nights after you register you actually earn globalist through february of 2026 so i'm trying to time my status challenge to right before my next day that way i can earn globalist pretty quickly so one thing to note here is that if you earn globalist through this status challenge where you're only staying 20 nights you're not going to get the full suite of perks that you normally would get as a high globalist so you wouldn't get for example the guest of honor awards you start getting those at 40 nights so you wouldn't have that as a globalist but you would on your own stage you would be entitled to complimentary upgrades if they're available when you check in and you would get free breakfast free parking on point stays but the milestone ones are one you're going to have to work your way towards yeah I think if you qualify for this challenge, you should definitely go for it. So you can only do the status challenge every three years. But if you've done the built status challenge, that is not part of it. That is completely separate. So that doesn't count as one of the status challenges that you can do every three years. So it's worth a shot just checking if your work email address you know, grants you eligibility to participate in the status challenge. So we'll include the link to the corporate status challenge in our show notes for you. So you can check to see if your work email qualifies. Yeah, those corporate challenges, they can be really well and you get the taste of what being a globalist is like. So definitely, you're right, do it if you can. Now we've got some drama with Qatar. And I'm interested about this because I'm going on Qatar on Monday. So spill the beans, Nicole. What do you know? Okay, so the drama is not so much with Qatar, but it's with Nicole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so our friend at Fine Flights for Me had posted that Q Suites had reloaded. So immediately I stopped teaching my class to find <laughs> Q Suites. <laughs> And lo and behold, I found flights from the U.S. to Bangkok and I found two seats on Q Suites. And I was like, yes, I go through all the motions. I put it in. I double check the dates because I screwed that up last time and I picked the dates correct and not believe what happened. I got through everything. The seats are there. I got my credit card in. It's logging into BA. And this pop-up comes up from Rakuten. Earn 1.5% on BA. This is where maximizing goes wrong. Like my initial reaction was, don't do it. Don't do it. You, you, you don't need that. You're not even going to get it on the taxes and fees. Whatever. I clicked it. And it sent me to a portal that just loaded forever and ever oh. and ever. Oh, no. Getting greedy, yeah. Getting greedy, yep. <laughs> and so I, I didn't want to refresh, but then it took a while, so I refreshed, and it brought me right back to Qatar's homepage. Guess what happened next? You Seats lost the availability. Mm. Seats were gone. Mm. Can you cue the sad music? Yeah. yeah. Let's <laughs> dig it out of the archives, yes. <laughs> oh, no. Well. So then I call Qatar. I'm like, you know, they can fix it. The only reason the seats are not there is not because somebody else is booking it, but because I have them, you know, in, in the... It thinks that you're, you're all tied up. Yeah. Yeah. So I call and the lady was like, ah, just give it 15 minutes. They'll release the seats. I gave it 20. The seats were not there. Mm -hmm. So I call back again. The guy's like, oh, not not a problem. I have your your booking reference number here. I'm just going to transfer you to another department. You make the payment good to go. I was like, yes. When I called, the guy was like, oh, your booking thing has expired. Oh. So we can't take payment. Ooh. And I'm like, 
I just did this less than an hour ago. It's like, well, ma'am, I'm sorry. You just have to wait for the seats to release and then you can try to rebook if somebody else doesn't get it. I call back again. So I'm like doing the haka, hoka, hookah. Hookah? Haka. Yeah. Haka. I call back again. Same answer. You have to wait. It might take 24 to 48 hours. Meanwhile, students have been dismissed. <laughs> it's been that long because they've all gone and now I'm in my car driving home. Yeah. Okay, so I called back one last time. The seats were released and I was able to book it. So the time span between the time I effed it up till the time the seats were released was about two hours. So your miles may vary. I don't know how long it would take for somebody else. But just know 1.5% on Rakuten is not worth... <laughs> <laughs> Two hours of a headache. <laughs> yes, or possibly flying, you know, in coach instead of business class from the U.S. to Bangkok. Doesn't Spirit fly that route? I have to check. I think Spirit is adding that new route. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to choose between maximizing and optimizing. And this time, maximizing, it went wrong. You still had a happy ending. I did have an apprehended. Before getting to Bangkok? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, right? Now I have to check it out when I get there. <laughs> so don't be like me. Don't be greedy. Just when you see the flight, book it and figure it out after that. There Good go. lesson, Nicole. Good lesson. Oh, I, you didn't. You don't want to hear how loud the F word. It's like you know how you <laughs> felt about the E word. That's how I felt. Oh uh, so that's an interesting story that you had about Qatar, Nicole. And I think one of the things that's important to note as well is because I've had this happen to me is if you book your award through Qatar, the, first off, there is a $25 cancellation fee. But the other thing is, is if you cancel it, those points, they don't come back automatically. So I think that's something that's kind of important for everyone to know. If you are going to cancel one of those awards through Qatar, you're not going to get those points back right away if you want to book something else in a hurry. And if you do, there's a way that Miguel taught me is you got to get a hold of customer service and you've got to talk to them and they can do it. There's a way to do it, but just don't expect those points to come back right away. You have to hang up and call back a couple of times to get those points back immediately. So, but there's something else that you're doing, right? You're going to Denver. Yeah, so we're going to Denver tomorrow because I was influenced by Max Miles and I wanted to go see the Capital One Denver Lounge. Well, truth be told, my kids actually want to go skiing and we have the Southwest Companion Pass. So I was like, perfect timing. The Denver Lounge is not going to let us in on arrival. I need a boarding pass for an outbound flight. So what I did is I booked a flight from Denver to Phoenix, which we plan to cancel after we get into the lounge. I don't know how you feel about that, but I really want to go to this lounge. And so I'm willing to risk it for the biscuit. And it's like taking my family on a date night, dinner night before we go to our actual hotel. Just remember to cancel that flight, Nicole. <laughs> oh, you don't have to. You don't have to worry about me. I have like okay. five alarms set. I know. I was say. <laughs> wow, Nicole, the things you'll do for a lounge. I think I'm, I'm going to start calling you a, like a lounge lizard. You know, you're all <laughs> the lounges. Every time I talk to you, have you went to this lounge? What's this lounge like? You love your lounges, right? I really do. I really do. <laughs> all right, Miss Lounge Lizard. Before we move on, it's now time for your wins and losses. So, what wins and losses do you have to share with us this week? So wins and losses came back after a mini hiatus, but we are here to stay. Jose the Explorer said he redeemed his free stay that he got from a status match at the Ocean Casino. So he's living it up in Las Vegas on a two-night free stay. Lisa Bonito, we've 
heard from her a couple of times. Now her P2 has been approved for his Inca card. So she's earning those chase points as we speak. Our friend Yimpy, you guys remember Yimpy? Yes. Of course. <laughs> so Yimpy is having a big win this week. She got approved for the Amex Business Platinum with a 190K sign-up bonus. Wow. 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 Great win. Yeah. 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 That was a good one. Sign me up for that one. <laughs> These are just a few of the wins and lessons shared with us. Don't forget on Monday to send us your wins and lessons so we can share them here on the podcast. All right, it's almost time to wrap up. But before we go, we've got more questions from you on our social media channels. So if you're watching on our YouTube or Spotify, look for the questions on your screen as we share our best short, quick responses. All right, gang, here we go. First question tonight comes from Instagram from Rampage1U, and they ask, I'm curious, what is the craziest thing that you have done for points? Miguel? Earner. <laughs> uh, I think the craziest thing, I went to Japan for five hours because I wanted to fly an ANA the suite. So I flew that for just a flight. What about you, Nicole? I'm going to leave it like this. I did something strange for a little bit of change. What? <laughs> Are we talking about that flight you just booked to get into the lounge? <laughs> Is that what we're talking about here? <laughs> Tune in next week to find out. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I can't come up with something. I'm leaving at that. <laughs> this is a tough question, Rampage. Okay, for me, I read it as what crazy thing I did to earn points. So I was at the grocery store, cart full of groceries, checking out. They scanned all my items. And then I look at my wallet and I don't have the card I wanted to use. And this is before Apple Pay or before I used Apple Pay. This was the Blackberry days. Okay. Remember Blackberries? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The card I wanted to use was at home. Long line behind me. So what do I do? I said, I'm sorry. I don't have a credit card to use. Oh, God. You know, fortunately, she was able to pause the transaction. I thought she would have to void the whole thing, which is what I was suggesting. But she paused it. I went home got the card, came back, and I used the card I wanted to use. Wow. Now, most people <laughs> would just use whatever card they had in their wallet, but no, I had a minimum spend to make, and I was stupid and left it at home. But I was going to do my darndest to make sure I used the right card. I'm not mad at you. That was a good move, Serena. Yes. I approve. I expect my husband to do the same thing. Never. <laughs> Never. I wouldn't do it. How about you, Mitch? Yeah, so I kind of read the question the same way as you do, Serena. So I, I can't even believe I'm going to talk about this or mention this, but okay, I'm going to go for Ooh, it. Must be good. It kind of is. So um, I want to say several years ago, Paula and I, we were remodeling our kitchen in our old place that we used to live. And I was kind of like Nicole for a minute. I was kind of getting greedy because I wanted a lot of points, right? So I had the Chase Inc. that got five points at Staples. So I went in and I bought... Okay, like $15,000 worth of Lowe's gift cards in $500 denominations, <laughs> right? Because we were buying new kitchen cabinets for our kitchen. And I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm not going to get five points for this, right? So it came time to go check out. So we get up, we get to the register. I got the stack of the gift cards and we're doing 500 at a time, right? And it's taken a while, right? And the people behind me are getting really mad. And they're like, why are you taking so long? And this one guy comes by and he goes, is this that Bitcoin thing? <laughs> and I like, I don't know. What do I tell him? Do I tell him, you know, I'm doing this because I'm going life flat to Asia or what? But yeah, he'll never understand. They never will understand. Yeah, it is the Bitcoin thing. That's what this all is. 
right? Yeah. So yeah, that's probably the craziest thing I ever did for points. That I would do. I would do that. I approve, Mitch. <laughs> it literally <laughs> took like 45 minutes to check out though. I'm not kidding. So yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Our next question comes from Fern over email and she says, now that it's 2024, have you all made any resolutions or goals for points and miles this year? Miguel goals would be to earn millions of points <laughs> uh, but i guess in terms of reality <laughs> i do want to fly the emirates game changer this year so that's on my list that's kind of high on my list so we'll see what about you nicole yeah i have some goals and i'm starting to achieve them already uh to fly q suites to go to the turkish business class lounge and i have some trips planned for that and i definitely i'm trying to use every three-day weekend i have to go on a trip that's my goal for 2024. How about you, Serena? So my goals are a little bit different. I'm actually not striving to fly any certain thing, except for Starlux. I'm kind of excited about that one. But for me, I want to make sure I build up some city and Capital One points. Because when I booked my Turkish flight from Istanbul to Vienna, I couldn't use points because that flight wasn't available with Air Canada miles. And I realized I need City and Capital One miles so I can transfer to Turkish. So that's what I'd like to do. I'd like to build up that stash. How about you, Mitch? Yeah, I think this year I'm going to do the same. I'm going to, I'm going to work on building up my points, but I'm also going to focus on making more time to spend with getting back to booking the trips that we really want to do because we've got a couple of things on our list for the past couple of several years now that we want to book. Like there's a couple of places we want to go to in Asia. We want to go to the Maldives again. And I think we're kind of done with Europe. So I think that's going to be our priority this year is kind of making sure that we're booking the things that we want to book. All right, here we go. Final question comes to us over our Instagram DM and it comes from Stan and he asks y'all got to tell me right now I want to know what is your favorite current award program that you're using whether it's for airline or hotel points Miguel I don't know I'd, I'd have to go with Chase I've been using Chase a lot because they've had transfer bonuses to JetBlue to Air France KLM so I've been using Chase a lot and then I just finished all of my Chase points with Hyatt now so I'd just say Chase even though it's not really a loyalty program what about you Nicole Hyatt I'm not sure. If, um, let me think. Oh, yeah, it's Hyatt. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> How about I, you, Serena? I knew, I knew that was going to be your answer, Nicole. <laughs> okay. Yes, I think we all did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to play favorites. I like all of them. I mean, I'm a new Marriott fan. I like Hilton. I like Hyatt. I just, I just don't want to discriminate. So the smart thing for you out there is to choose the flexible points currencies like Amex. Chase, City, Capital One. So I like all of those. How about you, Mitch? I love it, Serena. Born again, Marriott believer. That is what you are, <laughs> right? <laughs> I would say my favorite program right now, probably, I don't know why I'm picking this, Air Canada Aeroplan. I just feel like, you know, you get some really good flights that you can book with Star Alliance through them. You know, it's pretty easy to transfer stuff in there from all the big banks. So, you know, the only thing I don't like is their cancellation fees. But other than that, that's pretty much what I've been using for this past year as well. All right. Thank you, everyone, for your questions. Please keep them coming. We love hearing from you and chatting with you as well. Remember to subscribe to 
our YouTube channel to get updates when we release a new episode. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a like and leave us a comment below. Also, feel free to subscribe to us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And send us a DM if you have any thoughts or ideas on our show. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, we'd love it if you wrote us a five-star review for us there. All right, that's it for now. I want to thank all of our hosts, Serena from Passion for Points. Bye, everyone. Miguel from The Travel Sergeant. Later. Nicole from Nicole's Travel Tips. Bye, guys. See you next week. And I'm Mitch Shannon from Sea to a Suite. You can find out more about us at our website, letsgettothepoints.com, and we'll all see you here next Friday. Thanks for watching and listening. Let's get to the points.com.